Guys, welcome to Fire the Cannon, the special podcast. Episode. Oh. In this podcast, we read the books in the Western canon, decide which ones belong, which ones don't, and make the actions one would expect once deciding which ones belong in the canon. We are not okay. robots. <laughs> I am Jackie. Initiate host sequence number two. I'm Rachel. Initiate host sequence number one, I guess. I'm Jackie. Oh, we're in a loop, Rachel. You were supposed to introduce the producer. You're a bad robot. All you do yeah. is introduce yourself over and over. Well, Rachel initiated my sequence again. What am I supposed to do? I thought you were, I thought you were saying that what you're going to do throughout the rest of the episode is host sequence number two, and that you were initiating it for yourself. Everyone else understood that, but Rachel. No, Not I didn't. Everyone. Do, do you think you could you could have a robot that's like really good AI, but then all it really wants to do is introduce itself over and over, so you can't. <laughs> even tell that the AI is that good because it seems like it's yeah. just a machine that introduces itself. Like it is really smart, but it just wants to yeah. do one thing over and over again. That doesn't make sense. So it's insane. So it's well, <laughs> well no. by human standards, it has a hyper fixation. That's it. That's what AI is. It's it's artificial insanity. <laughs> oh. oh, and I'm Thea. I'm the, and I'm Thea. I'm the producer slash human on this podcast. Enough of this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about a guy who, mm, I'd say he never even thought of robots. That guy, William Shakespeare. Ah, old Billy the Kid. That's what they called him. <laughs> Out in the Wild West. <laughs> Shaky Bill. That's maybe a little more accurate. But what we're going to talk about is pretty constrained. Because someday in the future, we will do a whole, will we do an, yeah, we'll probably do an author episode about Shakespeare because we talked about him a little bit in our Romeo and Juliet episode, but we didn't talk about him that much. <laughs> I think we already covered everything that's known. We, <laughs> nobody knows oh, anything. there's more. There's got to be right. more. Well, whatever. Maybe we won't. Maybe this is all you're going to get. We'll dig some stuff up, make some stuff up. We'll repeat it. Yeah. This might be all you're going to get. So in that case, you should consider subscribing to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fire the cannon. And for $3 or more a month, you get access to all of our bonus content, including the, the rest, rest of, of this, this episode. episode. Yes. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. Well, you might cut it later if it's oh, okay. better. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, for future reference, that's how you get the rest of the episode. So what we're talking about today is, I would call it the Shakespeare conspiracy theory, which, you know, is also called the authorship question. There's multiple conspiracy theories, right? Well, I mean, basically, but the ones that I'm going to be talking about are all, True. was he this guy, this guy, or this guy? <laughs> Those are the ones. Oh. And they're kind of interesting because, well, we'll get into it, but basically there's some interesting history to the Shakespeare authorship question, mm. which is like... What do you know about Shakespeare, Theo? He lived in the 1600s. Are you Googling him right now? The age of drama. <laughs> He's known as a playwright, mm -hmm. and he just had such a great way of depicting human mm -hmm. human nature, you human behavior. <laughs> you know all about humans, Theo. You're an expert. Humans in general. Uh -huh. <laughs> he had such a great way of depicting humans. <laughs> that is why he's famous. <laughs> he not once accidentally said they had wings or antenna. <laughs> or that they turned into donkeys. Nice. Bottom reference. So the historical figure of William Shakespeare, he was a commoner. 
he was born to, I believe his dad was like a glove maker slash kind of wool merchant. He's born in Stratford-upon-Avon. So the people who don't think that William Shakespeare was the author Shakespeare are called anti-Stratfordians. Oh. Seems like they could have simplified that, yeah. Not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Stratfordians. Yeah. Like negabills or something. That probably would have been better. <laughs> negabills. <laughs> negabills. But regardless, that's what they call themselves. The thing that's interesting is, <laughs> to me, just, at the time... I just had a thought of the Bill Nye the Science Guy song. You know, what if it's like, yeah. Bill's not the writer guy. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow, not that's bad. pretty good. Okay, I'm leaving that one in. Yeah, that's the theme song for this episode. <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> no, but I think he is. And actually... When I was first starting to look into it, I thought like, oh, this is kind of a funny conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. uh, but after researching it, I'm like, no, actually, I don't like it. It makes me kind of mad. Wow. And if I met someone in real life who said that they thought he wasn't William Shakespeare or whatever, I would be mad at them and I would try to argue with them about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just purely tautological. Shakespeare was Shakespeare. No way around it. Identity property. Sorry. Well, I'll explain why throughout this episode, Theo. Don't you worry. It's also been <laughs> it's been a it's been a topic trending on Twitter lately, right? So Rachel's What? Yes, it is. I thought that's why you decided to do this. Not trending very much. Well, more than it usually is. <laughs> Rachel's been tweeting about it. <laughs> more than it has been for the past four hundred years. <laughs> Not trending as much as I want it to. <laughs> I've seen multiple memes about it, but maybe just because you send them to me. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to tell you something funny, which is so I told uh, Joshua that that we were going to do this episode. Oh, gosh. Time for a rude comment from I know. your boyfriend. I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> a rude comment from our misinformation king. <laughs> um, yeah. So I said, yeah, we're doing Shakespeare conspiracy theories. And he was like, oh, yeah, there's all those people that like think, you know, he couldn't possibly have been a commoner because, you know, there's no way that a commoner could have written such good things, but they're just elitists. And I was like, well, he's like, yeah, all those people that think, I guess one of them you're going to cover is that they think it was uh, some type of nobleman, right? Yeah, like basically, there are basically four top candidates and they're almost all noblemen. Yeah. So he said, well, I don't think that makes any sense. Like it doesn't have to have been a nobleman. Like that's just elitist to think that a commoner couldn't write something that good. And then he said, and that's coming from someone who who doesn't even particularly like Shakespeare. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, so it's kind of an insult, actually. <laughs> yeah. So then he was like, you know, it's just that so many people, I think it's stupid to say that he was perfect and then we ignore any of the flaws that were in his works. That's just no one's perfect. And I said, oh, well, what are some of the flaws? And he said, oh, I don't know. I just heard that. <laughs> What? what? He just assumed? Wow. I said, I said, you're full of shit. He just went in. Yeah, he was like, we can't just ignore the flaws. And I was like, well, what are they? And he's like, I don't know. I've been ignoring them, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> well, you are solidly in the right there. So He just always has to have something to say, huh? Yeah, he's, he's contrarian. Wow. Mary, Mary, quite contrarian. All right. Let me see. Let me backtrack a little bit. Whew. So as I was saying, and then Jackie said... <laughs> Shakespeare, he started his life pretty poor and he got, uh, you know, a grammar school education. Of course, at the time, that was pretty good, much more extensive than what we would have at elementary school. Like he would have been reading, you know, Cicero, that sort of thing. Yeah, but he didn't get any Shakespeare education. Tell me. <laughs> That's true. That's the thing. Yeah, we <laughs> we're way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Did he read Cicero in Latin? I don't know. 
Probably. Damn. This guy knew Latin, maybe? That's impressive, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it might be. (laughs) I mean, if it's true, it is impressive. So he would have studied, like, a lot of the, you know, quote-unquote classics that nowadays we study in college. But he would have studied them when he was in second grade, whatever. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal to be like, this dude only went to elementary school. Which is crazy because IQs keep going up every year. Or not every year, sorry, every generation. (laughs) Every second, people's IQs go up. Compared to us, I mean, like, average kids' IQs at the time would have been 100. But, I mean, that 100 would have meant a lot less. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, first of all, IQ is not really real. But second of all, Shakespeare was definitely a genius. You don't have to like his stuff to agree with that statement because I think it's— To me, it's kind of indisputable. He does have flaws. I'll give it to Joshua. I thought he wasn't real. That's what I said. The writer was definitely real. Nobody thinks that the plays weren't written by anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were just dropped out of the sky one day. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the conspiracy theories. (laughs) I don't think that anyone could dispute that, like, there's really no compare. Like, who has done anything like what has Shakespeare done? Like what Shakespeare has done? (laughs) Like what has Shakespeare done? (laughs) Who's done anything like whatever he's done? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the thing that's interesting about that. Um, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but in the, you know, let's say two centuries after Shakespeare died, Mm -hmm. he wasn't that big of a deal. And even while he was alive, when they named, you know, the great writers, like the great contemporary for the time writers... And then in the centuries after, when they're like, you know, who have been the best writers in the English language, who have had the greatest effect on us, whatever, Shakespeare wasn't listed. It wasn't until maybe the like 1800s that people started saying, nah, this guy is the best. He's a genius standing head and shoulders above all other Englishmen and like the effects he's had on our language and our theater and blah, blah, blah are like unparalleled. Was it because it took that long for people's IQs to get high enough to even understand what he wrote? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else was like, I don't get it. Yeah, but now they're too high, so we don't like him again. (laughs) There's that sweet spot for like 200 years. Yeah. So as an adult, he was an actor and like a very well-known actor at the time in the London theater scene, which was quite small and gossipy. And, you know, after being an actor for a while, he becomes a playwright. He has his theater company, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So while he was alive, there are no rumors that he is not the one writing his plays. And you'd think that if he wasn't, (laughs) there would be some rumors about it because it was such a small community and people would know like what he's doing with his time. You know, like if he's never at home writing plays, people would be like, where are these plays coming from? And we know his plays were being staged because I know in the episode that I did where I covered a little bit of Shakespeare's life, like he himself played characters in his own plays sometimes. So it's not like he was just writing them and not showing them to anyone. Like people were seeing them. They were popular. Yeah. So you would definitely think someone would be like, hey, wait a second. There's a Scooby-Doo villain under here doing all these plays. Yeah. (laughs) If it was the case that someone else was writing the plays and just like handing them to Shakespeare to pretend they were his own, I feel like there would have been a rumor. The other thing is part of this rumor is that he was literally illiterate, (laughs) (laughs) which you would definitely notice that, you know, like when he was handing out the plays, he'd be like, oh, you you know, you say the name of this one this time. Yeah, like he hands it to someone upside down or something or. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe he just got really lucky and he just scribbled some stuff and it happened to come out as ingenious plays. Yeah. Well, I do want to say something hilarious to me is part of the reason people think he was illiterate and that he didn't write his plays at all is because he had bad handwriting. There are only a few surviving signatures from him, but they're like his handwriting is not very good. Mm. So when people see that, they're like, that's the handwriting of a guy who can't read. I feel like it's usually the opposite. If you can't read, you think, uh, okay, I'm going to draw a big, obvious W. Like, I'm just, you know, going block letters, block letters. No, they're just, that's what they say. They're like, it's his handwriting is just too bad. He can't possibly know how to read. But it also was like, there was a type of shorthand that was popular at the time. And it, it's pretty clearly part of that. And also, he just probably had bad handwriting, which is fine. I do, too. Did he just write totally wrong letters? Uh, no, I mean, I can, I'll send it to you or maybe we can post it on Instagram or something. But it is it is it is scribbly, I have to say, but I wouldn't assume that because of that he couldn't have written his plays, which so I just thought that was really funny. I mean, most doctors are basically unable to write anything legible. Presumably they can read. Exactly. And we assume they can read playwrights, though. They sure right. So um, question, Mm -hmm. if it's so easy to logically disprove the fact that Mm -hmm. he didn't write his plays because he was performing them and writing them and people knew him and knew his plays. Why are there so many conspiracy theories about it then? And in the other 200 years after, there were also no rumors. It wasn't until people were like, he's the greatest English writer. Once people said he's the greatest English writer, all of a sudden, we can take these conspiracy theories. Yeah, let's take him down a peg. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's so great. (laughs) There are serious scholars that devote their time to this. So why why is this being given any credence? So there there aren't. No? Let me explain. 